Hey, I'm Tim Dotson, and I'm a reporter here at the Bristol Herald Courier. I recently wrote about a piece of research that came out of East Tennessee State University over in Johnson City that looked at links between poverty and health. A team of researchers analyzed median income and a number of health outcomes across Tennessee's 95 counties, and they found that poorer counties were associated with worse health outcomes. Uh, and on the other side of that, that wealthier counties were associated with better health outcomes. I thought this was uh, an interesting piece of research because it, it speaks to how a lot of these different issues that we write about are interrelated and interconnected. And it also ties a bit into you know, some of these broader conversations about economic development that are happening in our region of the state here in Northeast Tennessee. I had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Kate Beatty about that research. She's a co-author on the study, which was published in last month's edition of the Southern Medical Journal. And she's also the interim director of research for ETSU's College of Public Health's Center for Rural Health Research. In our conversation, Dr. Beatty talks about some of the takeaways from the research and what she thinks communities might be able to learn from it moving forward. So here are a few segments from that conversation that I wanted to share with you. We really wanted to understand how poverty impacted those individuals living in Tennessee Mm -hmm. and their health. So when we looked at the data, we found that when you look at the 19 wealthiest and 19 poorest, because we divided the counties into five groups, we found that um, women were living about two and a half years longer and men were living about four years longer uh, in the wealthiest counties compared to the poorest. And the data were separated and identified by income, but really what stands out to me is there's a $20,000 annual income difference on average between those wealthy counties and the poorest. And so even within those 19, you're going to have those with even lower um, incomes than others in that 19. So it's a real big economic difference. And we also saw not surprising that there were higher rates of smoking and obesity and lower levels of physical activity, lower levels of educational attainment, things that we know are linked to health that are not, um, that we call the social determinants of health. And when we look even at kind of more granular or more disparate looking at just the five wealthiest and the five poorest, these differences even become greater. So really what we see is that there are major differences within the state of Tennessee and these really important indicators of health. Gotcha. And then I know, you know, one one piece of this that you all talk about in some of the literature review that you do and looking at past research and also trying to contextualize your own research is I think towards the end you all write you know, the way that poverty affects health, like that's complex and it's not always entirely clear. Um, um, maybe could you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, so we know that there is a link, um, a strong link between income or poverty um, or economics, however you want to coin it, sure. and health. But how those are linked is um, not so clear because there's a lot of, things that are co-related with both. Mm -hmm. Um, Lower income often is 
related to um, poor jobs or lack of jobs, uh, lower educational attainment, and these are also linked with issues around health and health behaviors. Um, we also know that um, there are community and social contexts, contexts that impact health that um, are also underlying all of this. So we talk a lot in the rural and Appalachian work about the culture of Appalachia, some of the strengths um, and some of the things that can be seen as deficits in culture, uh, and kind of trying to figure out how those can be levers to improve health, so utilizing assets to improve health and um, identifying ways to improve other areas that are maybe deficits. But it's a very complex relationship between all these different factors. But what we do know is that income is one of these major drivers of um, that relationship. And so we see that as one of those win-wins uh, for communities. If you can improve economic de development, improve job opportunities, you can also improve the health and well-being of communities. So that really something that we we focus on here as a way to uh, improve the lives of Tennesseans and people in the region. What do you see as the next steps coming out of this research? I mean, what do you hope that, you know, people who are in positions of power, whether that's at the local level or someone who's dealing with, you know, health issues in a community or somebody who's looking at this from the statewide level, maybe what, what do you hope um, they might be able to take out of this research? Well, I think one of the important pieces for local communities is having access to data about their community. Um, because we can see if, if we were just looking at this at the state level, we would lose this um, diversity of being able to understand the experiences of individuals within a community. So we, we really want to provide opportunities and data that can spur conversations um, around cross-sector partnerships, especially at the local level, to really identify across sectors, be it business, education, health, public health, uh, media, to really identify what are the challenges in that community and what are the types of interventions or policies that are going to be impactful, but also meet the needs and be palatable for communities. So it's really this localized community-involved um, solution that we believe is the most sustainable. From a statewide perspective, this data helps to inform counties, our regions that may need um, specific economic drivers. Um, I know that the governor is very interested in the uh, understanding and improving uh, the 15 most distressed counties in the state. So this data just also provides additional opportunities to understand areas that could benefit from more um, economic drivers, maybe policies that can help improve the lives of people in those communities. And I was looking at the like the 
like the fifth income quintile, so like the bot, like the bottom nineteen counties for the state. And so I noticed that you know a, a handful of them were from our region of Northeast Tennessee. Like I saw Carter County and Johnson County Unifor. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering maybe is there a particular takeaway from this research for for the region where where we're living and some of our neighboring counties? Yeah, I think um, you know we've seen in the past you know five plus years a lot of interest in um, spurring local economies um, in a less traditional bring big businesses that's always going to be part of mm-hmm. um, the region and the, the state to bring in large corporations but more of ecotourism and developing downtowns and creating livable uh, places that people want to be at and I think that for our region is something that I've seen across counties as something that is local and uh, not only can improve the economics but can really improve just the overall well-being of people if you like where you live you're going to be out more if there's things to do um, I mean we live in one of the most beautiful places in the country and so being able to kind of um, use that as a way to spur community grassroots economic development I think is key. Just wanted to say thanks to Dr. Beatty for speaking with me and if you enjoyed that conversation be sure to go check out our article over on our website. On the Record is made possible by David Cricker, Delana Matthews, David McGee, Nate Hubbard, and Tim Hayes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next.